Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Today I'm very, very excited what I'm going to share with you. It's going to be, I'm introducing to us a prayer card. And my life changed when I was at university. I was about 22 years of age. And I would not be a pastor. I would not have married the right person. My whole life changed by what I'm going to share with you today. I remember when Jake was in first grade, he went to a private school. And it was dad's day, and they had one kid's dad played for it, was a quarterback in the NFL with the Seahawks. So he said, my dad's a football guy. When I get older, I'm going to be a football guy. Another a young woman's dad played for the Mariners. My dad is a baseball guy. When I grow up, I'm going to be into baseball. And so in my mind, when he was you know, started in kindergarten, they had dad's day. And he goes, my dad was a sweeper at Knott's Berry Farms. And when I grow up, I'm going to be a sweeper. And it's like, Jake, no, you know. And so, but a year later, he said this, my dad is a prayer guy. And when he gets up, he gets up before the sun is up and he prays. And when he prays, things happen. And today I want to show you a model of prayer. It's a portal. It is uh, a pattern of prayer. I would say it this way. It's a hot spot. You can have a great smartphone, but if you don't have a hot spot or a way to connect to the internet, it really is going to be limited. Our lives remain finite and limited when we do it on our own. And some people say this, well, when all else fails, pray. And I'm saying prayer is a way we get into the soul of God. This is the model on how to do it. And I promise you, when you waste time with God, it will be the best hour you ever wasted. And your mind will enter into the mind of God. And I want to say this. I want to bring back a book that I read in the 80s by Dick Eastman, The Hour That Changed the World. Can I say the goal isn't just for pastors or staff members to pray, but I am believing God between now and 2024 that there will be at least 100, if not 500 people who call City Church California home that with the help of God that we're going to begin to pray an hour a day. And when we do something supernatural and miraculous is going to happen, our relatives who are prodigal will come home. Our businesses that are struggling will have a turnaround. Our lives are going to be impacted by the very heart of Jesus Christ. And I believe we're going to have an army. Come on. It's our prayers that make a difference. And we are going to be a people of prayer. Can you say amen? If you do have your Bible, thank you for that overwhelming hurricane golf clap. My goodness. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew 26, and we're going to read uh, two verses, verses 40 and 41. When I was in university, they had a guy who had the world's largest church come to our university, and he said, could you pray an hour? And he says, it is so hard to pray an hour, but if you do in a year, your life, you'll never recognize it. And it was at that point he showed how to pray an hour. And I want you to get this. In the scriptures, there's really no reference for time in praying except this reference. Here we go. Matthew 26, 40 to 41. Then he, Jesus, came to the disciples and found them sleeping. Oh my goodness, that's me. I start off praying. That's why I can't kneel and pray because if I'm by the bed, I'll get back in the bed and I hug my pillow. Am I the only one? And so that's why I actually have to get up, go sit, walk, stand. Why? Because I love to sleep. I Come on. Who loves to sleep? Come on. Ah, me too. And it says this, he found them sleeping and said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. Say that with me. Watch and pray. Say that with me. 
lest you enter into temptation, the spirit is willing, but the body or the flesh or the carnal nature is weak. And that's where we got the idea of praying an hour. And I could say before I heard this man minister, I struggled praying an hour. I could go for 15 minutes, but normally it was praying for my life, my needs, my want. Uh, I didn't have a wife at that point, but I did have a list, 19 things on my list of the woman I was praying for. And I can tell you, how did I get a university cheerleader on the list? Uh, How did I get someone with nice looking legs on the list? How did I get someone beautiful on the list and shape on the list? I mean, good God, intelligent on the list. I did, I had peaceful on the list. I don't know, never arguing, always agreeing with me. That one hasn't come about yet. Come on. Someone asked Becky, they they were in front of me. They said, how did he ever get you? I said, she didn't have a list. I got her because I did. Amen. (laughs) And so you've got to know for me, prayer at that point really was like approaching God like a Coke machine or a vending machine. You put five minutes in and you're going to get something out. To me, that is not the purpose of prayer. The purpose of prayer is really simple, that you're with God. And in the Bible, in John 1.1, it says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And did you get that? The Word, and in Greek, it's logos. It's logical to be with God. You go all the way to the Great Commission, Matthew 28. He says, baptize them. That's what we're going to do next week in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things. Lo, get this, I am with you till the end. I love Mark 3. He went to a mountain, and what was he doing? He was praying, and he called those to himself, those who he wanted to be with him. The purpose of prayer is to be with Jesus, and when we are with Jesus, we enter into his soul and his heart, which is infinite, and we will be changed from the inside out. This isn't a measuring rod. This isn't, oh, you prayed an hour, you're a good guy. No, this isn't measurement. It's how the heart is transformed, and I want to say, men, I think God is calling an army of men. We are not going to leave praying just for our ladies, but I think our homes will be changed as we pray this through this model. Our lives will be changed. Our children, our grandchildren, California can be changed through men praying. Can you say amen? Now, Becky did have a list. I know she said, I want my man to pray. She's even told me she finds me sexy when I pray. Mind you, what motivates me? Come on. Amen. I want to be with Jesus and be attracted to uh, to her. Okay, or attractive to her. Can you say amen? Now, go with me to Luke chapter 11. And, And again, I am believing, Pastor Florence, that with your help, she is a pastor in our church that we're going to have at least 100 people praying an hour a day. And this is a model on how to do it. Let's do it another way. It's like a track or it's like a road or a highway. This isn't off-road terrain, but that you could begin to focus and bring God into your mind and most of all, your heart. And so we're going to begin to read. This is Luke chapter 11. It says in verse 1, Now I came to pass as he was praying. And for us to follow Jesus, we have to practice the ways of Jesus. So right there, he was praying. And Jesus is the son of man. He's the son of God. And he's perfect in every way. And if he prayed, why was he praying? Because he was entering into the heart and the mind of the father. And he says this, he was praying in a certain place. Underline that. I want to ask you today, where's your certain place? Is it the shower? Is it the toilet? Is it your bedroom? For me, it cannot be the bedroom because I love to sleep. So I actually get up, go to a certain chair. I have a cup of Starbucks coffee, and I have a scripture, 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 Jehovah Java, the Lord of coffee. (laughs) Dumb, right? And I get that coffee, and I start with this pattern or this model. You should have a certain place. Now get this, a certain place when he had ceased. I believe prayer should have a beginning time, but an ending time, but I want to stop right there. 
Paul in Thessalonians says that we should pray without ceasing. This model is a way that even if you're at work, you're exercising, you can bring one of these focal points of the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father, and it will bring your mind right back into the heart of God, and you will be elevated with his infinite genius. So here it goes. He says this, that when he had ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. I believe prayer should be taught, modeled, and lived out. So he said to them, when you pray, say. Will you repeat that with me? When you pray, say. Let's do it again. When you pray, say. So you're actually going to have to say something. So all the dudes say, I don't really know how to pray. No, you, you can say what he tells you to say. And here it goes. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you like that one? It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, being raised as a Catholic, we prayed this every day. My grandmother prayed the rosary, and it was Hail Mary, uh, the act of contrition, and a little bit of our Father in there. And usually this is how it would go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it in heaven, give us. And we just say it over and over and over again. And we would not even enter into the mind of God. The way Jesus was giving this wasn't just for repetitive prayer. But it was a model, a hot spot. What if I told you there is a way for you to meet the kindest person in all the universe, the smartest person in all the universe? And you know what C.S. Lewis said? You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Go stand by the smartest person in the room. You just upgrade it. God is infinite intelligence, infinite love. And when we pray this model, we move from our minds and intellects and personality into our heart where we meet God and we recognize, get this, write this word down, we become aware of the movements of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I'm not talking just about church. California, the world we're living in, we need to be men and women who hear when God says go left, we go left. When he says go right, go right. This isn't just for church. This is for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. Can I tell you, I want you to know something. I'm aging. And so are you. And you can't stop it. Oh, you could Botox it, nip it, and tuck it, but you still can't stop it. And I've been thinking about this. As I am aging in a year and a half, I am going to be considered old. And I will have my full AARP card. And can I say, it? listen to me, I can't stop it, but I am not going to enter into that season without the mind of God who is in me. I want a model that will take me from season to season and that I could do something with God and for God because of God. Can you say amen? So let's look at the first one, and I really do love this. It's just praise. Look at your card. And will you say that word in the orange with me? Say praise. praise. And the way we start with praise, and I love this, it simply says, our Father. Can you say that with me? Our Father. And it says this, our Father who is in heaven. I want to begin to tell you the first time I experienced God the Father, I believed in him, and I believed the creed. And you see on this card right there in the orange, which I think they need to make this for all the aging people out there, a little bit bigger font, huh? You know, I, I even have a contact in, and I'm still going, oh my goodness, I can't read that one. But it says this, I believe 
in God the Father. Say that with me. I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth. So when I say our Father who's in heaven, it does not matter what's happening in California. I don't have to move to Florida or Texas because we have a God who loves us. And if he created heaven and earth, he surely can direct our lives. Can you say amen? Now, the first time I sensed the presence of God the Father, we believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, was at the grave site of my father. Our father passed away of a heart attack. I was 16, my twin sister and I were 16. And at his grave site in the cemetery, I felt the presence of God the Father come on me, and I kid you not. He said, I'll be a father to you. I didn't know in the scriptures it said he'd be a father to the fatherless. Now I wanted you to know, Some people had good dads, bad dads, neutral dads. My dad was a good man. And I thought if my dad was good to my sister and I, then that means this God who is father is going to be good to us. And I want you to read this scripture with me, Matthew 7-11. Come on. How many of you love 7-11? Big gulp. Get a Slurpee, somebody. Nothing like a Slurpee and a Slim Jim from 7-11. Yeah, and all the healthy eaters are out there. Amen. Here it goes. It says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, say that with me, how much more? Come on, that's supersizing it right there for a dollar. How much more will your father who is in heaven give you good things to those who ask him? Then go to Psalms 103, verse 13. I love this. This changed my life. In Psalms uh, 103, verse 13, it says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord. Did you get that? That means the Lord is a father, and he's a compassionate father on those who fear him or worship him. Then go to one more. Go to John 16, 24. It says, until now, you have not asked nothing in my name. You have now asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Why? That your joy may be full. So we start off with praise. You could be in your car. You could even be at a computer screen at work. Please don't do that out loud. You may have to whisper. But you could maybe you're facing something you do not know how to handle. Why don't you just do that phrase, our Father who's in heaven. Lord, you know all things. Help me. No, just get this. Where it says in Psalms 103, verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord, that is only in the Old Testament Hebrew three times. One time is in Isaiah where it says, if your mother forgets you and your father leaves you, the Lord will never forget you and has, get this, compassion upon you. That word in the Hebrew, compassion means, get this, a deep, emotional connection. I'm going to say that again, a deep emotional connection. Uh, I'll never forget when Becky was pregnant with our son Jude, and I was the teacher's pet in Lamaze, I kid you not. I read the book, highlighted the book. I I still could recite to you the three phases of labor, Uh, and I knew what I was to do, focus, relax, and breathe. When that real contraction hit my wife, I go, baby, Focus, relax, breathe. That's how some of you pray. No wonder you can only pray for a minute. You get worn out. You need to focus, relax, and breathe. Prayer to be effectual has to come from the heart, but it has to have a focus. And we're too ADD to be focused with Christ. And how you start off is a praise, and you simply say, our Father who's in heaven. Compassion, going back to it. Now, most men do not bond with their child until maybe six weeks or so. I'm weird. Juju came out. He had the worst cone head of any human being in the world. And that's when SNL had the cone heads. I thought, I guess he's going to wear a ski hat for the rest of his life. Becky, she said what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. 
Second thing she said, she looked right at me, kind of hurt it, cut deep. She goes, that's not my nose. And, but I kid you not, even though Juju, it was kind of pitiful looking at it. Hey, guys, I'm not joking. You know, I told him he came down two weeks ago with his family. I started crying. You say, where were you guys? Wood Ranch. And I said, Jude, it's impossible. I can never not love you. This is unconditional. No strings attached. You're mine. And when years ago, him and I got in an argument, we weren't seeing eye to eye. And I came and I said, look, will you please forgive me, but I want to talk to you. I said, when you get to heaven, you will not always be married to Sierra, and I will not always be married to Becky. We will be married to Jesus. And I don't get that. That's weird, but it's in there. <laughs> Come on. He's like, well, what does that mean? Good Lord. <laughs> and I said, you will not always be a youth pastor. One day you may be a lead pastor. And I said, I will not always be a lead pastor, but let me tell you what I'll always be. When I get into heaven, I'm going to be your father. And I have a deep emotional connection with you. And even though my father passed away and at times our lives were dysfunctional and broken, I do not come to you as a whole person. I come to you as a broken person who has discovered God's heart for me and his infinite love for me. And God has a deep emotional connection with me. And that's what motivates me to get to know him, not to get his approval. No, grace is not earned but it should be learned. The third time that that word compassion is used, remember they had two women and one baby. They stand before Solomon. He said, give me a sword. I will cut the baby in two and give each woman a half of the baby. The biological mother said, no, let the baby live She's the mother. She lied before king. She risked her own life by lying before king. And the Bible says this in Kings. She was moved with compassion. She had a deep emotional connection. You know how this all starts? This is not sterile. This is not religious. This isn't just going through the motion. I'm trying to get this old cold heart that's so selfish, centered into God, and what motivates me isn't that he's trying to smite me, get me, kill me, but he is a good, good heavenly father. That is who he is, and I'm loved by him. That's who I am, and it starts off right there. Come on. Praise him, somebody. Praise him, somebody. You said, well, there's a hurricane and is appropriately named Hillary. Praise him, somebody. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> well, all the people who've been wanting me to say something political, I just did. And all you who don't like it, I have a good, good heavenly father. And I am loved by him. Come on. People who say, ah, prayer doesn't work. Yes, it does. It does not work if you're religious. It does not work if you're thinking you're buying favor from God. It does not work if you make him to be a vending machine and you put your two minutes in. It does work if you touch his heart. Is there any parents out there? Are there any parents who have more than two children? Come on. Three children, that's Satan right there. <laughs> that's a zone defense. People say, Pastor Jude, did you love your boys all the same? I'm asking you the same question. I tried. <laughs> I have a deep emotional connection with every one of them. It's the way he loves Becky and I. You know what I think prayer is? Wasting time with God. When he calls or FaceTime, what do you want, Jake? I just want to tell you I love you. Here's my car. <laughs> 
Prayer is wasting time with God. Everyone say, Our Father. And I love that. Everyone say, How would be your name? I, I want to go back to the Father and His economy. His economy is in heaven, and your needs are met on this earth because He is your Father. And he says, if you who are human ask your earthly father for things, that's why I let my grandkids ask. You should see him. Quincy will face him. He's loud. Good God. Quincy's louder than me, and I'm loud. He goes, shoot. I go, what? He goes, candy. I tell you what, he motivated me. I went to my crack alley Vons in Pierpont, got him some of those swish red fish, drove it, he says, I mean, one of those big bags. You know, he got lit up with sugar, and I drove off laughing, saying, yeah, let's see what old Jake's going to do with wired sugary kids. <laughs> Why am I doing that? I'm showing him if I'm earthly, and I'm a giver. God is a giver. He's not a taker. He didn't take your dog. He didn't take your job. He's not taking your hell. God is not a thief. The devil comes to take. God comes to give, and that's who he is. <laughs> Amen. Next one, say it out loud. Say, how would be your name? And I love this. Look at Proverbs. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. We used to sing that in City Kids. The name of the Lord is a strong. Oh, Becky knows it. And the righteous run in. You got to run. And they are. Okay, only my sister who can't sing and my wife are singing with me today. <laughs> Everyone say, hallowed be your name. Now look at this next one, Acts uh, 4, 12. It says, nor is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among which men or women people can be saved. And what is the creed? I believe in Jesus Christ. His only son, conceived by the Holy Spirit, get this, born of a virgin. I want you to just say this with me, hallowed be your name. I want you to know the most precious. This is the Jesus prayer. You know how you could pray without ceasing? And again, prayer, this should help you focus where you can really see what God wants you to do. You should begin to think about this. It says, hallowed be your name. The Jesus prayer is in, I'm in a situation. I'm driving. Or when Becky received the diagnosis, all I would say, Jesus, have mercy. Yeah. Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. Lord, this is overwhelming. Mercy, mercy. And I'm telling you, that is like a focal point that will lead you right into the interior of God. Have you ever felt that your thoughts were a runaway car and, and you can't control them? Your emotions are out of sync. Mercy, Jesus. Jesus. Can I say that name is the sweetest name I know? I was praying for a Buddhist who was unconscious with a feeding tube. Her name's Sujang Wang. And I told him, they, when they greeted me at the University of Washington Hospital, they bowed. They go, Priest Jude. I go, oh my God, I love Buddhists. <laughs> Shoot, even evangelical Christians, Catholics, they're mean. They'll talk behind your back and smile to your face, then they want to hang out with you. The Buddhists are bowing. <laughs> and I asked them, I said, why didn't you just call the Buddhist priests? They said, because he saw when they went to the pilgrimage in China, the evil spirit come on her, and it was too powerful. He said he had no power over that evil spirit. I said, now look. I can't pray in the name of the Buddha. I'm not dogging him. I'm not putting him down. There's only one reason I cannot use the name of Buddha. I don't know the Buddha. I know Jesus. And his name is like honey on my lips. Are you with me? And so, true story, I didn't even have to scream. Now, I'm a yeller. But you don't have to scream when you have the name of Jesus. Can I say you're taking a test, you're interviewing for a job, it should be a vote. Jesus, 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 Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noontime, Jesus in the evening, Jesus. And I said, you foul, tormenting devil, you come out of this woman now. She opened her eyes and she started talking. So I said, say Jesus is Lord. I kid you not, she goes, Jesus is Lord. I made her say it a hundred times. I looked at her family and go, why are you guys crying? It's the first time she's responded in four, six weeks. 
I said, do you want that demon to come on you? They said, no. Then you must pray the same prayer she prayed or it's going to come on your whole family. I led them all to Jesus. And I gave them Chinese four spiritual laws from Bill Bright. How's that? I said, no, you go and read that to the Buddhist priest, okay? Everyone say, hallowed be your name. Say it again. Let's do that praise right there. Go to the next one. Say it with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let's do it again. Your And this is power, and I want you to think of this. The creed says this, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and Son and is adored and glorified. Now, the kingdom of God, I want to read this. Look at Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not McDonald's. Well, close. How many still go through McDonald's? Okay, I did today, I can't lie. I do almost every day. I bring a Whole Foods bag and say, just put this in that Whole Foods bag. They're not gonna be judging me. Don't sit there like you've never been through McDonald's. They sell over a billion sandwiches a year. Somebody's going through McDonald's. If you push it, I'm gonna take you through Wiener Snitchel. <laughs> That's a good hot dog, it's ghetto as they come. White bread. Chili from the South, I like it. <laughs> Give me this day my wiener snitcher. No, come on. <laughs> Help me not, Lord, and eat that. Everyone say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now look at this. It says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Spirit. Let's read Luke 17, 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, get this, the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the authority of God is where it's in you. Yes, People always say, call Pastor you, get him to pray. You have as much authority as I have. My name is Jude and I'm a thug. Jesus is the one who has the power and the authority. Come on. Now get this one. Look at Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified. If it's on the screen. Can you say it with me? I have been crucified with Christ. And the Now I used to think this. This is what Catholics think. If you get sick and you have to have a surgery, well, that's your cross. Pick up your lymphoma. No. When Becky was diagnosed with lymphoma, that was not her cross. Why? Because Jesus took that on the cross. You know, some people say, well, your infirmity is your cross. Your, your boss is your cross. No. Good God. When I worked for Wendell, was I going to pick him up and bring him to church? No. That is not my cross. Now, Baptists are like, yeah, when you're poor and humble and broke, you just took up the cross. No, Jesus became poor that you could become a little bit better off. Now, get this. This is the cross, and you can focus. Prayer from the heart is focusing. And focusing more on the heart of God, it says this, your kingdom come. Say it with me. Your kingdom come. Your and so throughout the day, I have to pray this. When my will crosses the will of God, I say, your will be done, not mine. Okay, it happens a lot. I go to Paradise Pantry. I'm praying for a parking spot because he's a good heavenly father. Someone backs out and it's like, Lord, thank you. And then Satan comes in and she's usually a gal in a silver Mercedes and takes my spot. Then she gives me the Fickle Finger Award. I thought, not today, uh -uh, I'm keying her car, no. <laughs> that is the first thought that comes to me. Come on, you guys are too saved for me. I need someone who struggles a little bit. I need someone who could have a bad day. I need someone where you really have to shout out in your car, not my will, Lord, your will be done. Rescue me, Jesus. Can I say God's will is not obstructed in heaven? 
Your will be done on earth. What is, is, we're not just talking about the clean green planet. I'm talking about this earth. That when someone takes my parking spot, I'm not going to say my way, but I'm going to say Yahweh. <laughs> Stupid. I love saying that. Come on. First Adam said my will. Second, last Adam said your will. That's what this is. Can you say amen? Now, the next one, and I want you to go here. Give us this day our daily bread. Say that with me. Give us. I want you to do it again. I want, to, I want to stop and thank the local church. I didn't choose to be a pastor. I have a degree in business. And frankly, I was making a lot more money with Procter & Gamble. And money wouldn't have been an issue. But sometimes, some church mindsets, we'll keep them poor. Lord, you keep them humble. But God called Becky and I, and I stand before you, I love, it didn't say give me my daily bread, give us our daily bread. When Becky was going through treatment, you know, she would tell me all the time, she said, you know, if I die, you're going to have to learn everything because you don't do anything in this family. I'm sensing a bitter root. No. <laughs> the Lord provided. Come on. No. She said, but if I die first, no, if you die first, the only thing I'll have to add to my list is taking out the trash. <laughs> when Becky went through treatment, I hadn't washed clothes. Betty McCartney, who's now in heaven, she would come and pick up our clothes every week and my boys are gross they were not skid marks that's why I'll just leave it at that that was a speed bump let's move on Kim Frager came I was trying to fast Becky's going through treatment no 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 we got you we're fasting here's some meatloaf and I thought my goodness I'm eating meatloaf in the kingdom of God I better try it now what is that give us our daily bread. Now let's read this. Deuteronomy 8.18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Why? Not, not that you're going to be a fat cat, that we would establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then look at Proverbs. It says this, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth and that I may fill their treasures. Can I just stop? The church has a responsibility to the homeless people in our city. The church has a responsibility for people in our city who are struggling. He did not say, my daily bread. My daughter-in-law, Nancy, had a back to school. She, in this team of people, gave over 400 backpacks away with supplies. You should have seen it. Many of them aren't believers. Can I tell you, it's our generosity that's going to attract those who do not know Jesus Christ, not our stinginess. Come on. We're saying, give us this day our our daily bread. Say that with me. Give us this day our daily bread. It's called the communion of the saints. And it's together. I was coming back from Bogota, Colombia. And thank God I was upgraded to first class. Come on. How many of you ever been in first class? I feel Jesus in first class and experienced Satan back in coach. Okay. <laughs> and so I was praying this. Oh, Lord, first class. And I kid you not. When they called my name, I'm going, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> The person traveling goes, why did they didn't pick me? I go, you didn't pray. Come on. <laughs> and so, kid you not, I'm by a young woman who worked for the president of uh, Columbia. And I said, are you Catholic? Yes. I said, do you pray the Our Father? Yes. I said, will you pray it with me? So we began to recite it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of others. She actually said trespasses. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. She said, I says, I'm curious, do you have any needs? And she says, I really need a car. And I said, have you asked the father for the car? And she goes, oh, no, 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 I couldn't do that. 
that would be selfish. I go, what do you mean? Do you believe in God the Father? Yes. Do you believe he loves you? Yes. I go to mass. I, I pray this. I pray my mother prays a rosary. I said, are you close to your mother? Yes, I'm close to my mother. Do you ask your, would you ask your mother for a car if she had the resources to buy you a car? She said, yes. I said, why don't you ask God? She said, there are too many needs in the world for me to be concerned about a car. I said, wrong, sweetheart. When it says, give us our daily bread. Our God is not broke. He is infinite. You can't take away from him. You can't add to him. He's God all by himself and he has an abundance of resources. And I'm wondering when we get to heaven, maybe we're going to see how beautiful and powerful he is. And I hope we're not going to say, Lord, I didn't know you really could have did all that and then some. I would say maybe we should ask for our daily bread. Come on. It says he would meet our needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus. Not your greed, but your needs should be met. Come on. Guys, I'm going to be 65 in a year and a half. Did I already say this? No, 65 in a year and a half. I'm 63 and a half, and so are you, twin sister, womb mate. Only my twin or mother would interrupt me like Oprah during preaching. Jeez. <laughs> Forgive her, Lord. No. <laughs> and that's when they say you will be old. And can I say, no. I want you to know I've been young. I'm getting older, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging. Come on. And by the way, they had daily bread when they were in the wilderness. They had daily bread when they left Egypt. They had bread when Jesus multiplied it. I still cannot figure it out that on our salary, we were able to buy a house, put the boys in a Christian school. It makes no sense. There's bread from heaven that came to Jude and Becky. Amen. Everyone say provision. Okay, go to the next one. Uh, this is the one I hate. This is the one I have the most struggle with. Why? Because people offend me. And sometimes I want to hurt them. I'm from Louisiana. We didn't put our children in timeout. We beat them. No. <laughs> Here it goes. Forget Will you read this out loud? Is there anyone in your life you... You'll go to a different Starbucks if they're in that Starbucks. Ah, devil's here. Let's go. Come on. Read it with me out loud. It hurts. I hate it. But let's read it out loud. Keys are coming up. Forgive our sins. Let's do it again. One more time. Now get this. I am so bad at forgiving. I am. If you really hurt me, I'll meditate on that thing like you're supposed to meditate on scripture. You ever heard what meditation means? Like a cow chewing grass. They try to digest it, but it comes back again. Then you chew on it, and then you swallow it. And come. That's me in unforgiveness right there. Have you ever, I even tried one time. Okay, it was someone I was working with at the church. Don't think people who work at the church are all that then some in a can of Pringles. Some of them are really weird. <laughs> this person hurt me. It was in Seattle, so don't try to figure it out. It's not here. And this has been my model. I really do not think I am that smart. I don't think I'm dumb, but it doesn't matter to me because I think you'll be judged. We will be judged on the gifts and intelligence that you were given and what you did with it. And so what? I'm an average crayon, a little bit dull. Prayer has changed my life. And from the age of 22 to this present day, it would be few days that I did not pray an hour. That didn't give me 
an earning favor with God. I already have that. That's grace. But I began to learn his beautiful ways. And I would never change that for anything. And so I was up and this person at church was really mean. They were hateful. And it perplexed me that someone who claimed Christ would be hateful. And it was directed towards me. And it shamed me. And so I was reading a portion of scripture. And I even stood up and and I couldn't remember the scripture I was trying to pray and the Lord said Jude read it out loud I still have the Bible I began to read those words out loud and they had yellow highlight and tears began to hit the yellow highlight in my Bible and it began to run and he said you can't think about two things at one time when your mind gets stuck in a hellacious, demonic, unforgiving, bitter root process, focus by saying, forgive me my sins, our sins. This is trippy. I I really, I struggle with this. I'll read it. Forgive our sins as we forgive others. Oh, that's not good. This one crazy Christian, she so happens to be a pastor's wife, came to me and said, I've been bitter with you for four years. And I thought, God, what did I do? I can't remember, but I'm bitter with you. This says, I'm curious, have you asked God for anything? Yes, what are you believing God for? Well, I'm believing for a bigger church. I'm believing my husband will do this. I'm believing this. I said, oh, not one of your prayers was heard because the way you forgive is the way he forgives you. And what you're saying is you've never fully experience forgiveness now I want to tell you another time I experienced the father when we became empty nesters and this is me I want to just speak on my life I'm not speak Becky's amazing guys and I'm embarrassed to even say it I became bitter with my wife this cannot just be mindless word forgive others forgive others it has to come from the heart And we were on a train going from Rome to Florence. And I physically, emotionally felt the presence, not of Jesus, not of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. I felt his hand and arm around my shoulder. Becky was, and then hers. I knew he knew my sin. I knew he knew hers, her transgression. But that love he had for both. And I like that it says, let us, it says, forgive our sin as we forgive the sins of others. And in that moment, pain, and I think it was a root of bitterness, and it was evil, and it left. And a year later, you say, do you and Becky argue? Not like we did. I think one of the reasons I became bitter, I was expecting God, I mean Becky, to take and do only what God can do. And I think when we put a spouse, a child, a neighbor, a pastor in the place of God, then we set ourselves up for a tremendous unforgiving heart. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I just want to read these scriptures and we're going to move on. Genesis, remember Joseph, his brothers betrayed him and sold him. And he says this, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for I'm in, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant, it, meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as this day to save many people alive. Then Luke 23 says this, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Steve in the book of Acts, verse 60, said, Lord, do not charge them this sin against them. And I just want to uh, read this, the creed. I believe for our sakes, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and he was buried. And the reason I have power to live a supernatural life, I want to shout to America. I don't think the problem is two different viewpoints politically. But when you drive God out of a culture and a society, we have no power to forgive one another. And I believe that people, you know, that 
not only repentance, there needs to be the fruit of repentance, the economy of repentance. However, there has to come a point in time where forgiveness is released. And I have no ability to forgive unless I really know Jesus Christ said, Father, forgive Jude. What gives me the power to live and forgive? Please hear me. We need holiness in the church. You say, what is the path of holiness? It's forgiveness. I think the most unholy thing isn't whether someone smokes or drinks. It's how unforgiving we are or how forgiving we are. And if I am constantly rehearsing it and bringing it up, I am not experiencing the heart of God. And I'm putting my place in the point of God. Jesus said, vengeance is mine. I go, God, go get them. <laughs> I kid you not, one Christian, I'm telling Christian could be mean, came against Becky and I and said some things that were so ludicrous. So I went to prayer and when I got here, I said, Lord, you said, this person's foolish. I said, what are you going to do? If John hits Jake, I'm going to have to reprimand John. So what are you going to do? Break her foot? No, come on. <laughs> That's dumb. And the Lord, no, this is what he said. I, I didn't say break foot. I said, when are you going to handle her? You said vengeance. When are you going to judge this? He said, okay, I'll do what you ask me. But you must know this, Jude. When you sin against someone, I'm going to have to judge you and handle you the way you're asking me to handle her. Did you get the principle? Marriages would need a lot less counseling if you just heard what I said. Can you say amen? Let's move on. Let's move on. My goodness. Everyone say presence. It said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I love 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is no temptation, which is common to man. God is faithful. He will make a way that you could stand up under it. I love Ephesians 1.20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above. Say that with me, far above. Say that with me. All principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Ephesians 2, where it says, And he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Jesus. How about Colossians, where it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sin. Ten years ago, when Becky started her first treatment, then one of the leaders in the church made a real a decision that wasn't right, and it was affecting the church. I thought the church was going to split. I walked our dog to Marina Park, and I quoted, because I had prayed this. I, I had to get out of the house. The coffee and the chair wasn't working. Change your certain place of prayer when it stops working for you. Okay, I'm walking the dog and I get to Corinthians and I said, Lord, you said no temptation. I said, this is it. You've done it. And he said, say it again. So I started saying again, there is no temptation except that which is common to man. All people. God is faithful. Say that with me. God. Say it again. God. Say it again. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you could bear. But with the temptation, he has made a way of escape. He said, Jude, I never told you that you may have to go through an ocean of trial and tribulation. He said, but I am the way and you could pass through the water and not be drowned. You could go through the fire and not be sinned. I am the way, Jude. I resisted temptation. You're not the little cat trying to hang on for dear life. Release your will to my love. I've already beat this temptation. I think that was power. Good God. I like this one. The creed, look at it. I believe he rose again on the third day in accordance with the scripture. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Can I say right now, I overcome and you overcome because Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in total victory. Amen. Let's do this next one. Everyone say priorities. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto 
to you. I want to read this next one, Psalm. It says, one thing I have asked of the Lord that I may dwell. Can I say we all have priorities? And what you waste your time on shows the priority of your heart. So if it's fantasy football, have a go. If it's Xbox, really have a go. But if you ever waste an hour with God, all of heaven will come to your disposal. And I want to read this part of the, this uh, creed. I believe he will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will never end. My Aunt Cookie passed away about two months ago. I can't, I can't even believe it. It was her 80th birthday at the beginning of August. I wrote her a tribute on my Facebook page. I had a dream of my aunt in heaven recently and some of my other relatives. And in the dream, she goes, Jude. The way she'd call my name, Jude Lewis. I'm in heaven. And they love you here. And I began to think, why would she say they love me there? I thought, maybe she met Aaron. Maybe she met Pastor Wendell. Then I realized, when you get to that other side of the mirror where my aunt now lives, Paul said, we see through a glass dimly, a mirror dimly. But when we stand before him, we will know him as he has always known us. And I know what she, what, what she said. God illumined it to me. He said, son, when you waste an hour a day with me in prayer, he said, you're not judged on where you did this wrong or that. That's already been forgiven. With prayer, you bring my kingdom to the earth and you become eternally minded. Can I say when we pass away, we know our, our work on earth is done. What if you're the most famous person in the world, the wealthiest person in all the world? What if all our needs were met and your dream board was just filled and you get to heaven and you say, yeah, my dreams were filled, but yet it did not influence anyone for eternity? Then we lost. Then we lost. And I want to challenge you. I'm believing for 500, 100 Florence of people who are going to commit that we're going to begin with the help of God an hour that can change the world an hour that could transform a teenager an hour that could change a family a church California the nation in the world I believe is we give ourselves to what is would be considered a waste of time you will meet the interior soul of God you will see he's kind he's benevolent he's generous he's faithful he's holy he's consistent and he loves us all and I'm going to ask if you will ask God for the help to use this as a model, will you stand to your feet? Will you put your hands like this? This is Keith Hudson. He wrote a book in the 90s, 80s or 90s, about losing your cry. He pastored a church in Santa Barbara and he would go to the hills of Santa Barbara three times a week and weep over the city. Prayer is not something so ancient that we can't, we need it in modern times more than they did. And I'm asking, beseeching, as one of the pastors of this church, our hour of prayer could change the world. Our hour of prayer could change the world. I'm not giving up on California. God's not giving up on California. And God says California's best days are ahead. God says California can have one more revival. Azusa started in California. Jesus People Revolution started in California. Can we say, God, breathe on these people? Can you say amen? Put your hands like this. Now, Father, we come. In a time of prayer, we ask for more prayer. I'm asking for a hundred of us that are going to unite together in the hour of prayer and we're going to see God do miracles. We will have more miracles than any group of people. We're going to bore our friend. 
and this worked out and that worked out and we prayed and then that worked out and we prayed and the door opened and we prayed I didn't need the surgery and we prayed and I was healed and we prayed and God met our needs and people's lives were changed forever now just right where you're standing if you've never fully committed your heart to Jesus Christ it's not just believing it's saying, Jesus, you are number one. You are Lord of every part of my life. I'm accounted through. You're going to raise your hand on three. One, you're saying, God, I'm committing my whole life. Two, you're raising your hand. Three, right now, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. Raise your hand. If that is you, in Jesus' name, there's a hand over there. Anyone else? Clap, stomp, shout. Pray this with me. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Coming to my heart, I believe in you, in Jesus' name. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.